All right. Carter, it's really uh, good to have you uh, uh, sharing like this, and I appreciate you doing this. So why don't you start by uh, telling, uh, telling us a little bit about, about yourself, specifically wondering, uh, you've been uh, a, a Christ follower for a number of years now, uh, and uh, uh, I wonder if you might tell us a little bit about how you came to know, to know uh, Christ as your Savior. Uh, well, it's been uh, just about 20 years now. It'll be it'll be 20 years this year, and uh, uh, for me, I guess it's been uh, my family or my mother was a was a strong believer, and uh, she was always after me to go to church, and uh, but I guess as a as a youngster, I went to Sunday school, and then as I got into my teens, I tried to kind of drifted away, as a lot of people do. Uh, then, as as time went on, I kind of uh, well, I got hurt in a motorcycle accident. I guess was the beginning of, I believe, looking back now, uh, it was God that was. He stopped me right in my tracks because I was kind of heading down probably a road that I shouldn't. And uh, when I got hurt, I would just went from perfectly healthy to laid up for a very long time. And uh, of course, I don't believe that God made that happen. I believe that he allowed it to happen for a reason, which I didn't know then. But I, as a Christian now, I look back right. and I see what he's done in my life since then. And I believe that I kind of had a strong attitude maybe that had to be be stopped be uh, just simply be slowed down and say hey you know you gotta you gotta think about life here a little bit and uh, I believe that's what he was doing in the background that I didn't know at the time but now I look back I see that yeah. I see like he was working in my life even then right and right hindsight, as they say, in yes. hindsight looking back you can see that yeah. at the time you were probably just thinking you had the world by the tail yeah. And, just a young, just a young guy, and everything was great, and and uh, then all of a sudden I got hit by a car driving a motorcycle, and uh, that was a real serious accident. Very you serious accident. I remember your injuries were uh, substantial. Yeah, and and I had to, uh, I've had to live with those injuries all my life uh, to this present day, and of course anyone that knows me, I walk around with a pretty substantial limp, and I've had some physical problems ever since then, and. Uh, I, in a way, uh, I I never ever blamed God for that, or blamed anybody. It just, but I when I look back, I th I actually I thank God for that now because He slowed me down, and He made me think about life, and I wasn't a Christian all those years, but it it just took me out of the mainstream of the way a lot of people were living. And because I was hurt so bad, uh, I didn't get involved in a lot of things, which in a sense kind of isolated me in ways, but yet I still start, kept going down a road that maybe I shouldn't have. And, uh, you know, just... Uh, so, then, so then, at what point then in your recovery or your... Uh, did you actually, you obviously did a lot, did a lot of thinking during the, those times, but yep. at what point did you, uh, did the Lord get your attention uh, and, and so that you knew that you had a decision to make and that you needed to accept Christ? 
Well, I got hurt when I was 16. <clears throat> when I was 18, I went back to church and the pastor at that time said, if anybody wants to come up front here and give their life to Christ, uh, you can do that now. So I went forward with a few other people at that time. But the only problem was with at that for me was I don't think I took it seriously at that time. And uh, because I never had a conversion, I never, my life never changed. I just kept going down the wrong path for a lot of years. And I don't mean that I was into anything bad or real bad or just, I just wasn't on the right path. Mm. And uh, so that went on for years. So I was 18 and then uh, when I was, when I was 39 years old, uh, I kept saying to my wife, I said, uh, and where this came from, I have no idea. I kept saying to her, I said, you know, we should be going to church because now I was married and we had a couple kids and I, I, it was always in the back of my mind, we need to be raising these kids for God and doing what's right. But I just never, I never really got around to it. This, I went this way, I went that way and life was just taking us here and there. Distractions of different types. Yes. And uh, so after after I kept saying this to my wife, for, I probably said it procrastinated for about three months. I said, we, need, we should be going back to church. Finally, one Sunday morning, I just got up and I said, we're going to church today. I didn't ask her if she wanted to go. I just said, we're going. <laughs> and uh, so we went and we went to uh, DeBerk Baptist Church. And uh, I didn't realize it at the time, but there was some meetings going on there, just kind of evangelistic meetings. So we went to church for about three weeks in a row and uh, I felt like, I just felt like God was working on me, just kind of pulling me back. And uh, so after about three weeks, uh, one Sunday evening we were just sitting down to have some supper around five o'clock in the evening and, and I said to my wife, I said, there's a meeting going on up at the church tonight. And I said, why don't we go up and you know, see what's going on? And uh, she just kind of said, uh, well, I'll stay home. You go ahead. So I said, okay. So I went up and I went to this meeting. It started at six. And uh, the person that was preaching, they preached and talked about a number of things for pretty near two hours. So at about 10 to eight, I remember this just like it was yesterday. And he, the guy that was preaching, he said, is there anybody here that wanted to, that has anything they'd like to add to this meeting before we close it. And the strangest thing for me, of course, I, I really don't like being in front of a bunch of, a big, a big amount of crowd. And uh, I was just sitting in my, in the pew, and I just felt like somebody was grabbing me by the shoulder. And I, I put my hand up and I said, yeah, I said, I got something I want to say. <laughs> and I was literally shaking. I was that nervous, but I, I had to, I just, I, it's not like I was planning to do this. It just came over me. And uh, it was just like I was led to the front and I went right up into the pulpit. And uh, I said, yeah, I said, I got something to say. And it was, it was just strange. Uh, I can't even explain it because it w it's not me to do that. And uh, I, I said, you know, I said, when I was 18 years old, I said, I stood right there and made, a, I didn't say anything, I just came forward with some other people. And I said, my life never changed. 
And I said, I'm 39 now. And I said, I, I felt like I need to come up here. And I, I've been reading my Bible a little bit. And uh, it says in there that I need to confess with my mouth. I said, I never confessed Christ to anybody, even after I went up there. Mm. I said, I never confessed that I believe in Jesus. And, and uh, so I stood there just trembling. There was, I don't know, 60 people there. And I just said, I need to say that I believe in Jesus and I want to trust him and I want to follow him for the rest of my life. And I, <laughs> people were just kind of looking at me and I, I, was, I felt kind of strange because it was, you know, it was all new to me to stand <laughs> up in front of people. But I just felt like I had to say that. And I said, I went all these years and lived a life not against God, but certainly not for him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, I just felt like I have to come up here tonight and say that. And that was really all I said. And uh, I, I, well, I did say, I said, if anybody sees me doing something that I shouldn't be doing after what I said here, I said, I want to follow Jesus. I want Jesus in my life, in my family's life, and in everything that I do. And it was so strange. After I went and sat down, I didn't really feel like a big weight was lifted off, but I, I just felt, uh, I just felt kind of at, at peace, maybe, mm -hmm. but not. You know, some people have these major conversions, and that wasn't like that for me. But the next day, uh, I woke up, and I had this incredible urge to start reading the Bible, and I had an older King James version, which I found difficult to read. So I went to town at Natural. And I went to the, a place that sold Bibles that are not in business now. But I bought a, a New Living Translation. And I just found it easy to read. And I, that uh, interest in, in studying God's Word started that very next day and has never left me since. And I have a, a huge hunger to know the truth. And uh, it's just set, it just set me, my whole life changed that night, like at that meeting. So you said you were 39? 39. And how old are you now, Craig? I'm, I'll be 59 this, in September. So we're talking nigh on 20 years. It'll be 20 years in September. Okay. Now, quite often when we get people to share their stories of <coughs> uh, their relationship with the Lord, we, we love to hear how people, uh, you know, experience what you just described, how, how you came to know Him, how you uh, confessed Him, and, uh, uh, and He gave you an immediate... Uh, some ba an immediate, basically, hunger to study the Bible, yes, to know the Word, and yep. you, for this 20 years, you've had that 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 uh, hunger for for the Word, and uh, and and I know that you've uh, confessed Christ on many occasions since since yep. then. But what I'm really want to uh, talk with you uh, or have you talk with us about uh, right now is uh, that was 20 years ago. Mm -hmm. And obviously, you said your life changed dramatically at that time. Yes. But, but I'm interested to hear from you. What is Jesus doing in your life today? What, what impact does the cross and the resurrection of Jesus have in your life when you, when you get up tomorrow morning or when you get up this morning? What, what changes do you see in your life today? In, 
in that 20 years, I, I've, I feel myself I've come a long way. I, of course, I also feel like I have a long ways to go. Just when you think you know a little bit, then all of a sudden you realize you don't know a whole lot. But uh, when I think about the cross and what Jesus did for me, and when that really, really sinks in, and I think that was my problem in the beginning. I didn't, it wasn't personal, and I didn't really think about it that deeply. But when you, as you get older, I think that helps a little bit too. Not, you just think deeper about things. But, but when I think about what Jesus did on the cross, that God came down in the, in the flesh as Jesus Christ and took all the punishment that I deserve, it changes how you look at other people. It just changes... Uh, how, how so? Well, it, it makes you love them more. And it, it makes you understand where they're at. Even when they're being obnoxious, even when they're against what you believe, you look at them and say, I was there like that once, and I didn't have much tolerance for you because of the state I was in back before I trusted mm -hmm. in Jesus. But since then, and over all the years, and, and I mean, I still make mistakes. You still get mad at people, and people tick you off a little bit. But for the most part, I love people way more than I ever did. And I, uh, I just have a, uh, I just want to see them come to know who Jesus is and to have, uh, to know they have eternal life. Yeah. This life is short. And uh, as you get older, you realize it's shorter and shorter, right? <laughs> That's right. And uh, there's just something in me. I, there's days, uh, I'm sure people think that I'm pushy to talk to them about God. But I look at it from the biblical standpoint of there's, there's, only, there's only two choices. You're, you're either for God or you're against God. Mm. And some people maybe have a problem with that. You can't be neutral. You can't be neutral. This sitting on the fence is not the place to be. Mm. You're either with them or you're against them. I think Jesus said at one point, did he not, he who's not uh, for me is against is me. Against me. That's right. Yeah. And uh, so I, I just have this, uh, I have a burning in my heart most days to, to just talk to people and try to convince them that Jesus is the way to go. Hmm. There's, there's no one else there that's offering what he's offering. And that is the, you know, he's the creator of everything. And you know that not only because you read it in scripture, but also because you have... He, he just prompts me to, like, I, sometimes I can't, I just can't help myself. I have to tell somebody about this. And uh, I talk to quite a few people and uh, sometimes we get in, a lot of times we get in some really good conversations and there's people that, that you know, they're, they think they're acting tough and, and when you start talking to them, they're they they actually want to learn something and uh, of course there's the other side there's people that are that have really hardened their hearts for whatever reason and uh i just pray that they will that they will put their trust in god mm -hmm. through jesus and uh just just accept the truth and do you still love those people that harden their hearts oh i absolutely do and uh you know sometimes we you know, we have people that we have disagreements with and, you know, maybe we would back years ago before we before I became a Christian, you might say, oh, I hate that person back then. But 
uh, I could never say that now because I don't hate them. I love them. And I feel for where they're at because I know where they're at is not a good place. Mm. And uh, it's only going to get worse. And yeah. uh, they need to, uh, they just need to trust in Jesus and trust in that death and resurrection and put their faith in him. Uh, there's no other way to go. It's, uh, he is the only answer. There's not five ways mm. to be saved or ten ways. There's one. And that's, that's Jesus. Right. And Jesus himself said, I am the way, the truth, and life. No one comes to the Father except by me. Except by me, right? That's right. So Jesus himself claimed to be the only way. Exactly. And it's not something we've made up. It's, right. it's in Scripture. Yeah. And as, yeah. as Christians, we believe the Scriptures are the, the final authority on, on everything. Because they are the Word of God. Because God's they are. Word. Exactly. So would you say then that, that this, uh, when I ask you the question, like how is... Jesus working in your life today and how is he impacting and changing your life today this com, com, this compulsion that you have to, to, to share him or to talk with other people seems to be one of the big ways that he works in your life today would you is that what you're saying to oh, me? oh yeah that absolutely uh, I mean there's times that, I mean everybody has times where they don't really want to talk to anybody we just don't want to it's like it's like a huge work to try to talk to somebody that's completely against mm. what you believe but for the most part uh, he just I just somewhere well it's, I know it's God because I can feel him working in me I just feel compelled I have to talk to that person I have yeah. to I can't yeah. and so it uh, is a compulsion it, it yeah Paul I said the love of Christ compels me yes I yeah because you know that uh, these people that that are haven't accepted Christ, you know they're lost, yeah. and their eternity is in the balance. Yeah, and they don't know whether they have another five minutes or another five years. Yeah, and yeah. so you want to get the message to them and just pray that they will accept this message and put their trust in in God through Je you know through Jesus, and because the alternative is, well, I don't even want to think about the alternative because the, the alternative is, is scary, Yeah, very scary. Let me ask you a few more questions really quick here. Uh, does he make you a better husband? I believe he does. Well, uh, be careful because I can ask <laughs> Roberta. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, she'd probably tell you that he, he does. Uh, I mean, of course, we've been married now. We're, we're getting along there pretty good. We'll, I think we'll have uh, 27 years in this yeah. year. Yeah. And of course, everybody has their problems from time to time, but all in all, we, our marriage has been great and I contribute our marriage being great to our belief in Jesus. Our belief, you know, she, she's a believer too. And uh, she stays fairly quiet. She, she doesn't see a lot of people that often, but uh, I try to get out more and I can't stand staying in the house too long, so I need to get outside. But, uh, I, I think she would say, yeah. You're not a perfect husband, but you would say you're a better <laughs> husband than you would be yeah. if it wasn't for Jesus. Yes. I'm what about, far, far uh, what about a better father? Does, I think so, too. Be, I talk to my kids. I, I try to talk to my kids as much as possible and about you, God. And you love them. And I love them very much. And, I, of course, every, every parent, I assume, loves their kids very much and wants the best thing for them. Yeah. And uh, more, you know, we, we want our kids to spend eternity with God not somewhere else. Does Jesus make you a better friend? Uh, I, th I think he 
he makes me more loyal to people. And it helps me when people are, you know, I mean, we have friends, we have best friends. Uh, Sometimes friends have to say hard things. Yes. That's right. right. And he's helped me to do that. Uh, I think of one friend I have, uh, he has some problems. He gets severely depressed sometimes. And, and uh, you probably would know who he is, but we won't mention his name. But sometimes I've, I've had to, he's, he's helped me to help him in the sense of telling him the truth mm -hmm. and, and, and helping him to realize that you know, in these depression things, things aren't as bad as you mm -hmm. think for people that have depression. And I know we all yeah. have bouts to that from time to time. Yeah. But some people have chronic problems, and yeah. and uh, I think I think the love of God and what we read in the scriptures. Uh, there's a lot of great promises yeah. that God gives us. One more question, Carter. You mentioned about you know your how compelled you are to 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 share. Christ with people and talk with people about the Lord. If somebody were, is watching right now, watching this re recording that we're, uh, we're doing here, uh, speaks and they don't, and they, they haven't made that decision. They, they have not entrusted their, their uh, lives or their destiny uh, themselves to, to the Lord and trusted in Him for the forgiveness of their sins and the hope of eternal life. Um, take a moment and say what you would like to say to that person right now. Being a Christian is not easy. Uh, I'll say that right up front. Uh, God, God wants to change you, but he wants to, he's not going to do it overnight. He's going to do it a little bit at a time. Just come, come and trust him just as you are. You don't have to change your life and think, oh, I'm going to I'm going to quit smoking and I'm going to quit drinking and I'm going to do all these things. Just forget about that. Just put your trust in Jesus. So when you say in trusting, that it would mean believing that he has your best interest. Yes. And that he knows what's good for us. Right. And then he, he's also paid the price too, right? Exactly right. Uh, just, just know that We've made many mistakes. People have made many mistakes. We're living in a fallen world. And uh, God sent his son down here to take the punishment for us. And, and when you understand the meaning of that, meaning that you deserve to be punished, and unless you put your trust in Jesus and accept him, you will be punished for your sins. And uh, that's not something that I'm just saying. That's that's. That's great from the mouth of Jesus. From the, yeah. and uh, we need to be converted. We need from an old life to a new life. And uh, we, you know, we use the term "born again." It's regeneration. Uh, uh, when it happens, you you just look at life totally different. Mm -hmm. People are not your enemy. People are somebody you need to talk to. No? Carter, thank you. Thank you for this. Uh, I really appreciate it, and uh, and I hope somebody does look you up. I hope uh, I hope you get a phone call, or uh, and uh, I'd be uh, like I said, I'd be really glad to help any way I can. And yeah. like I said, I'd just I'd be just turning them and pointing them straight to Jesus. Straight to Jesus, you know. That's, what? The, that's, that's the only answer I, there is, right? I'm with you on that. I appreciate that very much, Carter. Okay. Thank you for that, brother.